Hosanna in the highest. Jesus is king. Jesus enters into Jerusalem as king. And the Pharisees and scribes and chief priests, they say, Jesus, they're calling you a king. And he doesn't say stop. He says, haven't you ever heard in the prophet that out of children will come perfect praise? Hosanna in the highest. There's no more secret. I'm king. But now the choice is ours. Will we worship Jesus as king? Is he God's son or not? We are a church that welcomes Jesus as king and we welcome him into Jerusalem. We cry out, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna to the son of David. Jesus is king. And the first thing Jesus does, his first mission as king, is he goes to his father's house. He sees that his father's house is being treated like a den of thieves. People are not using God's house for its intention. God's house is a house of prayer, amen? Amen. And so, out of righteous anger, he flips tables. He drives them out of the temple. Imagine, there's hundreds of money changers, and Jesus, one man, it's a miracle, he can drive them out because he is king. The king has authority in his father's house. The new temple is the heart of man. Can you please touch your heart? This is God's temple. And so Jesus comes into the temple and he purifies this temple. Jesus comes as king of your hearts. The greatest commandment is... You shall love the Lord your God and repeat after me with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus doesn't want half. He's a jealous God. He doesn't want half. He says, all. And so I've come to purify. I've been reading uh, Deuteronomy, and you know there's the law of circumcision where they circumcise. But instead of this natural circumcision, what we need is a circumcision of our hearts. That there are things that are not of God that we need to be taken away. So Jesus comes to purify this new temple. And where does he do that? I just invite you all, we had a penance service this past Wednesday where so many people went to confession. This Monday, the penance service is at St. Joseph. This Tuesday, the service is at Holy Martyrs. I invite you, go to confession before Jesus, his resurrection. Now, purification is for a purpose. Can you say that with me? Purification is for a purpose. Right after Jesus purifies the temple, he enters the temple, he purifies it, and immediately the blind and the lame, they come to him and he cures them. Jesus heals the blind and the lame. Blindness so that we can see. And you might say, I'm not blind, but Jesus says in John 9, if you believe you're not blind, then your sin remains. 
What we need to do is humbly say that without the light of God, we are blind. Without Jesus, we cannot see. And so Jesus comes to heal the blind from our blindness, from our inability to see those all around us who need love, who need help. Faith gives us sight. Without faith, you are blind. So we pray today, Jesus, heal my blindness so that I can see the one to be loved. Jesus, heal my blindness so that I do not judge as I judge, but I judge as you do, Lord. Heal my blindness. Number two, lameness. Lame. Those who are lame cannot move. They cannot act. They cannot do anything. They're victims to their own lameness. You might say, I'm not lame, I can move. But Jesus gives us a story of a good Samaritan. A man was hurt by robbers. And he was laid out and he was just ready to die. And a chief priest comes. He walks on the other side. A Levite comes. He walks on the other side. You might think, they're not lame, they're walking. But Jesus is saying there's a spiritual lameness that we do not act when we see somebody in need. So Jesus, today, heal my lameness so that I can act in love, helping those who cannot help themselves. Amen? Amen. The gospel message is not just, though, about purification. Jesus comes to purify the heart and now to heal us. He comes to heal the blindness and the lameness so that we can love And there is so much healing that needs to happen in all of our lives. First, healing from a lack of love. Maybe as a kid, you grew up and you didn't experience too much love. Maybe you didn't experience love from your parents. You didn't experience love from your friends. Maybe you were dating someone and they broke up with you and they just broke your heart. Maybe you had friends and they just left you. Or maybe... You were bullied in school and you experienced a lack of love. And often when we experience this, we feel emotions of anger and sadness. And so Jesus, we pray right now for the gift of healing. Because Jesus, you didn't come just to purify. You came to heal my heart. How can we heal? Jesus came as love. He loved to death. And on the cross, he says, say this with me, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Healing comes from forgiveness, that whoever has ever hurt you, you give it to Jesus. You say, Father, forgive them. I forgive them in the name of Jesus. Whoever has hurt you, whether it's family members, you know, We see injustice everywhere. We see things wrong everywhere. Life is not fair. Often, we blame God. We say, God, why? And his answer is always, I suffer too. How to heal. Although others don't love you, Jesus loves you. Jesus will bring healing into your broken heart. He does not come just to purify. He comes to heal. You know, when Jesus sees you hurting, he weeps. 
He cries. And in the Bible, there are two places where Jesus cries. First is this past Friday. It was Lazarus Friday. And Jesus weeps over the tomb of Lazarus. He sees death. He sees the result of death. And he sees the ones he loves, Mary and Martha. He sees Lazarus in a tomb like there's no hope. And he weeps. The other place is in Jerusalem. He's on a high mountain and he looks over Jerusalem and he weeps over Jerusalem. And this is what he says. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How many times I yearned to gather your children together as a hen gathers her young, but you were unwilling. Jesus, he weeps over Jerusalem because he sees his city and he's come to save it and instead they kill him and he knows what's going to happen. He enters Jerusalem. Palm Sunday, Hosanna in the highest. He enters and he knows they're going to kill him. And he's like, I'm just coming to bring you together. I'm coming to bring you back to my father. And you're going to kill me because you don't understand the law of God, that everything is fulfilled in the commandment. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. Everything is fulfilled in the commandment of love. And you don't love me. You don't love me. Lazarus, he loved him. Lazarus loved him back. But Jerusalem doesn't love me. There are people in this church who are Lazarus. And Jesus, he loves you. And you love him back. And so from your suffering, he's going to raise you up. He says to Lazarus, come out. Come out of that tomb. I raise you as a manifestation of my glory. I'm showing you that I have power over death. So come out of that tomb. And Lazarus comes out. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In Jerusalem, though, Jesus manifests his glory and his power by dying on a cross. 1 Corinthians 1 says, The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are dying. But to us who are being saved, say this with me, it is the power of God. Jesus manifests his power by his death on the cross. He says, I have power to lay it down and I have power to raise it up. But what happens to Jerusalem? Forty years later, after Jesus' death, in the year 70 A.D., the Roman Empire goes into Jerusalem and completely destroys it. There is not a brick upon brick because all of Jerusalem will die because of their unbelief. Who are you? Are you Jesus' friend? Or are you Jerusalem? 
You know, we kill Jesus. Every time the truth is not convenient to us, we kill Jesus. This community, Hosanna in the highest, we proclaim, amen, hallelujah, but only sometimes with our lips. And we're not living the way of Jesus. Love, love of God with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength. Love of neighbor, loving each other. We're so selfish. Who are you? What's God's will in your life? Are you willing to do it? Romans 11, what we read today, it's a warning. See the kindness and the severity of God. Last week we talked about balance. Kindness and severity. Severity to those who fell, but kindness to you. To Lazarus, to, the, to Lazarus, resurrection. To Jerusalem, destruction. Who are you? We started Lent with this charge. Jesus said, we are going to Jerusalem. Now we're here. This Holy Week, Let's walk with Jesus in Jerusalem. Let's witness his love and that he has power over death and sin. He has power over the sin in your life and my life. He will forgive you of your sins and he will call you to conversion, to purification. It doesn't end there though. He will bring healing. Amen?